This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions based podcast diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 43 is brought to us by Blueberry Markets. If you have been sitting on the sidelines because the market was slow, uh, it may not get that slow ever again. There is a possibility. And if that possibility comes true, you need to be trading all the time. Why not trade with the broker with the top customer service in the world? That is Blueberry Markets. You can trade Forex. You can trade crypto. You can trade the top 50 American stocks. You can trade metals. And best of all, if you go down to the show notes and click the link, that will take you to the blog, which will keep you up to date on everything that's going on with Blueberry Markets. And there is a magic link at the bottom. If you click that magic link, you will get a sign-up bonus just for signing on and your own personal customer service rep should anything go wrong. And over time, something always does. So you want to make sure you have somebody there. Get started now. And if you were inside of the United States, I got a great broker for you too. You already know that. Check the show notes for that as well. It is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast, and uh, do not adjust your sound levels. Uh, <laughs> I am traveling, and uh, old Bessie didn't quite fit in the bag, so we're using my uh, microphone that's attached to my earbuds. So that's just going to have to be how it is this week. So I will try to record this at a bit louder level than I normally do. Um, but anyway, let's get into things. Um, now, in terms of natural gas... Uh, with everything going on in the world and with everything coming down the pike, which is not good. We spoke about that last week when we talked about food shortages. And with everything going on with Russia, you would think we would be at all-time highs right now with natural gas. Uh, but we are not. Uh, not even in the last 12 months, we're not. If you pull up a chart of natural gas right now, you will see what looks like a kind of a triple top happening to where the third leg of the top is occurring as we speak. Now, those of you who know our technical analysis here knows that that doesn't really mean anything, but we're just using this as an overall indication of where price was. And price was hitting those earlier highs back in October and November. So let's talk about what was going on back then compared to what's going on now. Now, the big natural gas scare back in October and November was just simply the fact that we did not have enough. Now, Russia was still exporting, but they were being dicks about it, and they were threatening to shut down if they weren't getting what they want. You know, they, that whole thing was going on. And, but the world was still turning. People were still getting the natural gas they needed for the most part, just not as much as they were in the past, especially in Europe. Yet prices remained really high because overall, we were still short for the same reasons we have been short on oil. Natural gas is a byproduct of oil refining. Uh, you can get it in other places too, but that's going to be your main driver. Uh, but in terms of supply and demand, uh, what was going on back then will likely pale in comparison to what's likely about to happen, or really what's going on right now. Putin has opened things up a little bit. He's just made it very difficult for countries to obtain natural gas from Russia if they so want it. It has to be on his terms has to be in rubles or gold. You have to fit certain specifications. I actually wrote a blog about this uh, last Wednesday or last Thursday. Check that out if you haven't. Now, when I wrote it, a lot of these things I'm talking about right now were not finalized, uh, but it's still a good blog if you want to know more about what's going on. And if you want to know more about the Russian ruble in general, I rarely do an actual currencies blog, so check that out for sure. Um, I'll actually link it down below in the show notes if you want. Um, but right now, not just Europe, all over the world is preparing for a natural gas shortage. 
Yet, oddly, the prices still have not hit all-time highs for the last 12 months. So if we're kind of forecasting down the road here, if you believe the same thing I believe, uh, the price of natural gas could go much, much higher. Because if you remember last week's episode when we talked about food shortages, natural gas goes into a lot, a lot of agricultural products that are vital to producing food. And it's going to be one of the reasons we will end up being short on food this year should that prediction come to pass. And I have yet to see anybody out there say, no, it's not going to happen and this is why. It's pretty much all been the same narrative. We know which is contrarians, we question sometimes, but we're also commodities investors. And from a commodities investor standpoint, we understand what's going on and we see the writing on the wall. So not only does natural gas go into electricity, which is important for everything, but it is one of the components in manufacturing fertilizer. People think natural gas actually goes into the fertilizer. I don't think it does. I think it's, it's a main component in the process of actually making ammonium, which is one of the key components in fertilizer. But without natural gas, you can't make it. Or with a limited amount of natural gas, you just simply cannot make as much of it. You know, compound that with the fertilizer problems we are already having. Also, natural gas is one of the key ingredients in propane. Now, why is propane important? Well, a lot of these farms are out in the middle of nowhere. They don't have direct access to the power and electrical components that they need. So this is where propane comes in. So natural gas is a really interesting play here. Um, I tell people, as far as like my investment philosophy goes, I tell people all the time, it's like, look, I don't invest in companies like Tesla. I invest in the components that go inside of it. You know, Tesla is a living, breathing company with balance sheets and a very eccentric owner. You know, there's a lot of unknowns that go into investing in really any company. But as far as what goes inside of it, that's a lot sure bet. So I tend to go a bit more meta with my investing and go for the things that all of these companies are going to need no matter what. So if you have been looking to play the upcoming food crisis or energy shortage or even green energy, uh, natural gas is going to be a key component in all of those things. So it's a really good way to play it should you choose to go that direction. Now, how do we play it? Uh, well, as usual, um, we are going to turn to the ETF route for this reason. Uh, mainly, because if you're going to play the stock end of things with natural gas, you are mostly just going to be investing in oil stocks because that's where most of your natural gas comes from anyway. On that note, if you remember episode 31, where we talked about ETFs that involve oil producers and oil services. Um, by the way, if you got into any of those ETFs we talked about, congratulations, you're doing quite well. Uh, but when it comes to the actual producers, you are going to see those companies fluctuate up and down with natural gas a lot for the reasons I just told you about. You might have noticed this week. There were certain days where oil just pretty much crashed, uh, but natural gas actually did pretty good. And you saw a lot of those producers' ETFs stay pretty much the same price. Now, there wasn't a whole lot of fluctuation there, and that was the reason why. So if you already have an oil producer's ETF, you probably don't need to do anything. But for the rest of us, and should you want to do something additionally, Let's talk about some of the natural gas ETFs you can play. Now, thankfully, there's not a whole lot to choose from. This is gonna make the choice quite easy. 
in North America, you have the United States Natural Gas Fund, ticker symbol UNG. And this is pretty much going to be your best option because the competitors to it basically do the same thing, just at a much lower market cap. Um, or it's a leverage play, which you know we spoke about before, we really don't do here as long-term buy and hold investors. Now, as long-term buy and hold investors, these all involve futures contracts, which is not ideal, but again, also not really a deal breaker in a lot of cases. We're really looking for alpha here, and these things go up. You, know, you just make it a few unexpected turns here and there along the way. But I would be willing to bet that most of us, when we put our money down in an investment, especially like an ETF, we don't really sit there and look at it all the time. You know, if natural gas is going up and our ETF is going up, we're pretty happy. So again, I'm not a financial advisor, don't do anything I say, but sometimes when I hear people talk about these futures contracts and how buy and hold investors should really avoid them, I think those concerns are overblown. I have held instruments like this for a while and I have really not seen much of a difference and I've been very happy with the product. Now, turning our attention to the UK, you have a very similar product over there, ticker symbol NGSP, which also deals with futures contracts. Uh, and in Australia, you don't have the exact same thing. Um, actually, you don't even have something really that great, in my opinion. I would probably, if I were you in Australia, I would probably stick to the ticker symbol we talked about before, FEUL, and play the price of natural gas that way. Because your only other option that I was able to, to discover was ticker symbol EWA. This is the iShares MSCI Australia Fossil Fuel Investments ETF. So you're not even really getting direct play into natural gas, but you will get a good part of it because like I said, this is all fossil fuels together. So if you just wanna live in Australia and give the middle finger to the ESG crowd, which is never the worst idea, this is something to look into, but like we always do here on the show, we like to unwrap these things to see what's inside. Now remember, the people who put these things together, as far as ETFs go, they're a lot smarter than I am, but I'm just simply pointing out what you're gonna find in these things. And if you were to unwrap ticker symbol EWA, you will find a lot of Australian banks. Now, do they go into funding fossil fuel projects? I'm sure they do. That's probably why they're in there. Um, but just know what you're getting. Now, you're getting energy companies too, but you're getting a lot of banks. Um, but alongside oil producer companies, these are going to be your best options for more direct lines of investing to natural gas in the future, which I think is still going to be a really big problem no matter what happens over in Russia. Uh, but anyway, thank you everyone for putting up with my trash microphone this week. Hopefully next week I'll be reunited with uh, my good microphone and mic stand and all that and we will be back to normal. Uh, but when it comes to natural gas, just remember, even though it's in the news and it's a hot topic, simply investing in it for most people still at this point seems crazy. And I don't get it. We are contrarians. We see the writing on the wall and we are not crazy. We're just early. <laughs>